Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. She is amazing in her abilities, and there's many different ones. She's a spiritual life coach, energy healer. She's an intuitive tarot and oracle card reader, and much more. And she is... I think there should be a drum roll or something going on here. Divine Angel Oracle, <laughs> and she's back with us. How are you? How's everything going? As everything's going great. Yeah, it's good to have so you far. back. You know, what, what's interesting is we talked about tarot cards and Christianity, and mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't go together, uh, but you are Christian and you are a tarot card reader. So let's talk yep. about that. Let's go down that road for a little bit. Okay. Um, well, first off, I grew up in a very religious home, uh, Southern Baptist, because I'm originally from Georgia, but I live in California right now. Mm-hmm. Big Bear. Gotcha. <laughs> um, it's a touristy town where you go skiing and all that kind of thing. But uh, it's like two hours from L.A. south. And people are like, how can you go skiing in the south, Southern California? But you can. But long story short, um. So I'm from Georgia. That's why I have the Southern accent too. Honestly, and, uh, honestly, so, I always wondered because I just pictured you as a Californian and I'm like, where did the accent come in there? I don't know. You know, have friends. <laughs> and, I've literally just sent something to a friend uh, with an address outside Los Angeles and uh, he doesn't have that accent. No, I definitely don't. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, but people love to hear me talk here. They're like, Oh, talk some more. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I grew up Southern Baptist. I went to a one room church. It was insane. Mm. We had outhouses when I was a little girl. Wow. And uh it was very, very um different. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't mean to digress here, but you just brought back a memory when I was a kid. The church that we went to was in a movie theater. They didn't have a church. It was yeah, they, they repurposed the it was the Fox Theater, just a local movie theater. Um, uh, mm-hmm. because there was no other place to go, <laughs> so, but they did have bathrooms though, from whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of different. We didn't get bathrooms. So I was in a teenager. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So that shows you how old the church was. My mom still goes to that church too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's an hour drive from our house where I lived. So we had church every third Sunday. So we didn't go every Sunday. Hmm. But I always ask mom, I was like, can we go to a normal church? <laughs> you know? And she's like, no, we have to go to this church. So that's just another little tidbit of information. But um, when I became a teenager, I, I got this deck. This is my deck when I was a teenager. Wow. And this is very special to me. And this is what the cards look like on the back. Mm. And they have the meaning interpreted, you know, interpretation here. So it's like a learning deck. That's why it said starter tarot deck. And then this is the little book that came with it. Oh. So I have a lot of decks. I have like probably close to 500, 1,000 decks of cards. They're all behind me here. Oh, my gosh. Behind this curtain. And some here you can see. Woof. <laughs> wow. So anyway. So you're you're a uh, you're a uh, oracle Electra. and tarot hoarder, <laughs> I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nothing um, wrong with that. I'm just saying. But when I do my readings, I also use more than one deck. Like I've got one set up for a reading later on. I use more than one deck for hmm. people. Okay. 
So I use anywhere from six to 10 decks per session. And a lot of people don't do that. They just use the same deck over and over and over. But long story short again, um, when I became a teenager, my mom's like, no, you can't do that. That's That goes against the Bible. That goes against our religion. And I was like, but mom, I like this. I want to do it. But she said, no, you can't do that. You know, like, and I said, well, if I can't do that, then I'm not going to believe in God. So, you know, I was very um, defiant. <laughs> defiant. That's the word I could think of it. I was like, I'm not going to believe in God then. And also I wanted to ask the preacher some questions and she goes, you can't talk to the preacher. You can't ask any questions. I said, well, then I'm definitely not going to believe in God if I can't ask questions. You know, I was very, um, very bold as mm. a teenager. And uh, so she took my deck away from me. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, so mom, I'm, mom, if you're I don't watching, know how I got it back, but I got it back somehow. Maybe I took it from her. <laughs> mom, if you're watching, she's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, no, right? it's like contraband <laughs> right right that's funny but it took me a year to tell her that i do tarot finally so when did you what age were you when you told her that you were doing it okay so let's skip years ahead at 34 i became a christian i got saved okay and i believed in jesus that he died on the cross for my sins and that you are forgiven and all those things that christianity believes in and that I believe in the Bible is the number one source of information and all that kind of stuff. So I do okay. believe in that. But I use Tarot as a tool, as other messages. I don't believe that you only have to use the Bible. I don't believe that. Maybe that goes against Christianity a little bit. But I also believe in other tools to use. But think about this. Man wrote the Bible. Man's not perfect. So that's where I get that little kind of thing about christianity a little bit of you, you get know, a pass we can we can go off off the chart a little bit you know off the path so is it acceptable or i don't know if that's the right word um to read oracle cards in the christian religion as opposed to it's tarot. really not okay. acceptable they say in the bible it's not they say the occult and witches which i'm not a witch um, I don't consider myself a witch. Um, I just consider myself a, a spiritual person. But there are good witches. Um, I've I've spoken to them. You know, we always have yeah. this perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's white witches. You know, they call them white witches. Okay. Um, but I don't classify myself as a witch. Personally, I just say that I'm Christ conscious and I'm a Christian. Okay. And that I'm spiritual and I'm connected to God. I believe in God. But I believe in so many things and I'm open to interpretation with other people. Do you think and, in the in the Christian religion that it's been relaxed in terms of the tarot cards? I mean, we're, we're talking back when you were in your teens, upper teens. Um, fast forward to now. Is it still mm -hmm. a mm, you shouldn't be doing that kind of thing? or that? Yeah, of, it's still a, mm, if you ask most Christians. Okay. But um, my mom is totally against it still. But at age 47, I got into energy healing. Okay. Yeah. And I was a suicidal and depressed, very, had a lot of mental health problems growing up too. And when I was introduced to energy healing, that was cured. Now. And I thought, okay, now if God's going to let me do this kind of thing with 
energy healing tarot cards and all that and cure my mental health suicidal depression hello of course i'm going to believe in this stuff because it's connected to spirit and god and all this kind of thing and i'm like the devil i mean people might think well that's devil but i don't think so i mean i'm connected to god right now with my heart and i feel his connection and i know in my heart that what i do is good well as i think you would agree when it comes to energy healing or anything energy related it's also about the intention so mm-hmm. if your intention is good then it's all good you know if you're using it for negative use and i don't even know how you could but um well you could put spells on people that kind of stuff you know if you wanted to but i don't i don't do that I, everything that i do is for love and god equals love well, you realize that it works. I, I Listen, I'm a big believer in energy healing, and more so mm-hmm. in the last year and a half than ever. And I've been exposed to it. My one regret was not um, understanding it like I should have, say, 10 years ago, 10, 12 years oh, ago. Oh, gosh, I wish I would have been exposed earlier or believed in it earlier. I was exposed to it, but I didn't get it. It was sort of like, you know, skimming a stone on a, on a pond. It was like, oh, okay. And I was working in it. I was mm-hmm. literally, I don't, don't need to go into the back end. I was yeah. part of major websites, uh, worldwide metaphysical site. Um, but I never got it. It was like, oh yeah, the, you know, the, listen, I'm talking in 2009, we had on a website, Oracle cards, where you could press a button and it would reveal the cards. And I was part yeah. of the build out on all of that. Uh, and it was huge. It, the, the site was huge, but I believe it was ahead of its time. And people mm-hmm. were like, what is this? What's going on now? It's more widely accepted, but I didn't really get it back then. I wish I did. I wish I did. I know, uh, I know. But you know, it's okay because you get it now. Yeah, it's part of the journey. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, instant feedback, Steve at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us. We can we pull a card for somebody? Yeah. So we've got Tina checking in from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, she says, I'm dating a guy and wonder if it will get serious. Can you tell me okay. what you might see? Okay. Let's see. <laughs> I'm using my good old handy. Oh, we're going we're going old school. Okay, great. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. This card came out. Oh, fulfilled. Really? It looked good. World card. That's definitely a good sign. Wow. All right, Tina. Thumbs up on that one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how did you do that? You shuffled the cards before? I shuffled and it kind of stuck out and I felt the energy energy okay. yeah. for it. And that one was the, definitely the card that came out. I know this is going to sound crazy, but feeling the energy, they say you're supposed to do that with crystals. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is how my brain works. You say something and it just downloads. There's a local place. Uh, it, it, it grew up in the neighborhood I'm from. Uh, it's an inn where people get together. They have like uh, $2 cheeseburgers. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm-hmm. also you now you can have a beer, a burger, whatever, pool tables, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just a community place. And they have this thing where you reach into this bag and you grab a chip. Uh, like a poker chip, but it's got yeah, something yeah. on it mm-hmm. and it determines what you're going to pay when they do like a happy hour thing. Yeah. 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 That's um, neat. So I've reached into the bag and I will just wait for something to grab me 
energetically and then pull the chip out. And I will tell you more times than not, and I'm sure there's not a lot of them in there, it comes out with 10 cents. And that's what I pay for my meal, for, you know, you know mm-hmm. round of It's your intention guys. and you feel it. Yeah, it's happened. It actually, I don't go there. Maybe like once a year or twice a year. Uh, mm-hmm. Last time I went there, it happened twice when I went up to get something else, uh, either to drink or to eat. And I just uh, mm-hmm. you know, reach in the bag. Okay. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's this one right here. Oh, mm-hmm. 10 cents. They don't even ask you for the 10 cents. Essentially, you got your meal for <laughs> drinks for free. <laughs> for free. But I'm just bringing mm-hmm. that up because of the what you're just saying right now with the card. Do you feel the energy from the card? Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes they'll, they'll call them jumpers. They'll just jump out. Wow. It's like, okay, that one's definitely a card we need to read. Hmm. Now, you showed us before when you're going to do a reading, you have your card set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, why different decks? Like, what's what's the deal with that? That's so interesting you asked that because each person, I feel like God's leading me to a deck that's going to speak to that person specifically, and they hmm. usually do. Okay, so that's when you go up on the wall of all your cards, that's how you make that decision that, oh, uh, this one speaks to me, that one be would be good for this uh, this reading. Hmm. And it's funny you say that because at the very beginning when I started, that's for some reason that was my style. And um, like one of my very first clients, I pulled a tattoo tarot. It was tattoos and she loved tattoos and had them all over herself. And I had no idea. You couldn't I didn't see even them? know her. They were covered up, covered up. You couldn't see them. Um, but she told me and I was like, really? And that was the first deck I used on her was the tattoo tarot. And she's like, I love tattoos. How did you know? And I'm like, oh, it wasn't me. Wow. (laughs) And then like the next person might be butterflies or mermaids or unicorns or whatever. But it tends to be something that their, their hobby or something that relates to them some way. Do you mix tarot and oracle cards together in one Mm -hmm. reading? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Is it is it true that the like a tarot deck is a little darker and that's why maybe the Christian religion looks at it that way? It's not that it's darker. Um Oracle's a lighter kind of read. A, t- a tarot you have to learn it. Whereas an oracle you don't have to learn anything. Tarot has a method to it. Hmm. Can anybody pull cards if they have the right uh intention, mm-hmm. mindsets, in touch with their intuition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You just have to be careful. Um, I usually like burn sage and clear the room and that kind of thing before I even start a meeting. Like I, I have this kind of stuff that I spray. Mm. Like this is called spiritual vibes, moon water manifestation spray. Um, I have this one. This one's called good vibes only. Mm, okay. <laughs> you know. Those kind of things. And then I have um, my sage that I burn. And when you burn sage, you definitely want to have a window open to let the negativity go out. Gotcha. If you burn it and you have closed rooms, it's not going to go anywhere. So I struggle with this in this office that I'm in. It's in a building. The windows don't open. The door does leads to a hallway. Is that acceptable? That would be hard. But if you have crystals that you could bring in with you, you could use the crystals like selenite. Oh, would be a good one. I don't have any selenite. 
<laughs> it's Perfect. literally always right in front of me. And you can clear it when you go home. Take it home with you and clear it with sage. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I have sage here. But I'm saying, since it's a closed office, you need to take it home and clear it. Oh, so you're saying clear the selenite outside of the closed office. Right. So you're saying that even I couldn't even open the door to to let the energy out, the, the negative energy you out? You could, but it's going to travel a long way, however far it is to get outside. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, have to go to the end of the hallway. That door would have to be open. It would have to go. You'd have to open the elevator. Uh, yeah. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So if I wanted in a situation like this to clear out bad energy, what would be the best way to do it? That's what I mean. Uh, having the crystals with okay. you. Okay. That's what I believe. Hmm. All right. Somebody might say something totally different. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's definitely, uh, there's energy here that needs to be cleared out from just some changes. Yeah, and you that... could definitely use a spray. Okay. So I have a Palo Santo spray around here. Yeah, Palo Santos puts in positivity, so you could do that. So crazy question, and I, mm -hmm. I know it's all about intention. The Palo Santo spray, I don't know if it's real Palo Santo. It smells like mm -hmm. it. It says that it is. Does it really matter as long as you put the intention on the spray? I believe your intentions are a lot to do with anything. Mm, okay. And everything. I am definitely going to sage when we're, before the day's up. <laughs> and time. like, that's true. Like I have this subconscious block sometimes that'll appear. And when it does, things don't happen for me. How do you mean? Like I'm also, I do cabbie, which is a, I'm a stylist. And I think I said fashion designer last week. And I didn't mean to say that. I'm a stylist, not a designer. Gotcha. Ah, uh, you know, they're kind, of, they're kind of loosely connected, so I get it. <laughs> so I'm a cabbie stylist, and I've been having this block that people don't want to book shows with me. And I'm like, I've got to stop that negative thinking and that negative block and realize that they do want to book with me. <laughs> yep. It, it's absolutely true, and I, I know what you're saying. I, I do. Because it's even if you – let's say – Somebody may, let's say you're in sales and somebody. Mm -hmm. Which I am. That's what cabbie is, it's sales. <laughs> okay. So if somebody's, you know, you got a fish on the hook and you, and it's, and your intent is right. You have something that they should, they, they, they would greatly benefit from, but they're not pulling the trigger and they're sitting out there instead of negatively marinating over it, you know, sending a text, oh, you know, I don't know what's going on. You know, talking to a friend or whatever, look at it on the positive side. Yeah. They are going to book with me. It is, it's going to happen. If, and if they don't, somebody else will, but it's all going to mm -hmm. happen. Right. I think we. And also another thing is like, don't say negative things. Like I can't wait. Say I'm so excited. Could it turn it positive? Say that again. I want to make sure. To clear. Okay. So instead of saying, I can't wait, that's a negative way to say, I'm so excited. Right. Yeah. No. I... Like turn it around and say more positive things instead of saying, can't, don't say I am right. excited. Can't is such a block right there. Uh, mm -hmm. But you're, the, the intent was positive, but you're using negative right, words. words. Yeah. Hmm. I never thought of that one because, you know, I can't wait for, you know, Friday. Right. Instead, you want to say, I'm so excited about this. Right. Hmm. You know what? I always, I forgot about that one. I try to take words out of my vocabulary and put other ones in. Like the word, but is mm -hmm. not a good word. Uh, no. You know, to say, uh, hey, that 
That shirt. We all looks, do it. We all do it. That shirt looks great on you, but uh, you might want to try. Stop. Stop there. Yeah. Stop, stop. <laughs> you just negated the first thing you said. That positive thing you said. You just blew that off. You just you lobbed exactly. it off. You know, instead of saying uh, that shirt looks great, but you but. really should save money. You know, next time you shop, that shirt looks great, and you should think about saving money next time. So you have more right, money to yeah. buy other Put shirts. Put and instead of but. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 comes from being a kid. If you if you listen to a kid, they're always excited. They're always curious. What do they say? And I went to the store today and they had candy there. And it was so much and. fun. And, 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 and. <laughs> they're you never, so excited. <laughs> right. You never hear a kid say, but, but this, but that. No, never. And as we grow up, we're so like, we just lose our passion, it seems like. Well, I think it's because of stress. It's because of stress, but we're also programmed to be negative from the get go. Mm -hmm. It is where there's negativity existing and it's the, it's not intentional, but Mm -mm. I said, but look what happens. Look what (laughs) happens when, when, (laughs) and look what happens when you're a kid that you could be the two-year-old and you walk up to the table and there's a salt shaker and you're going to grab it for the first time. And this is so great. And Hey, Oh, whoa, whoa, put that down. Put, no, no, but, put that but down. That turned right. And you're, same expo- but. you're exposed to that negative right from the beginning. Uh, same mm-hmm. thing when you're, you know, you're laughing out loud. Yeah. I just had a memory that I laughed in second grade. I laughed in, in class. I just, I giggled and I'll never forget that teacher picked me up and put me in front of the class, swatted me on the bottom, and... For giggling. For giggling. And I told my mother about it, and it turned into this whole big thing where the superintendent of the school district was involved, and that teacher uh, had some repercussions, and I was moved out of the class, but just for giggling. So, you know, I could hold that with me forever. I haven't. but it was very impactful. And I see it in my mind. I'll never forget her grabbing my arm and put me as an example in front of the rest of the class. But uh, Mrs. Baruch, that wasn't cool. <laughs> Maybe she's watching today. <laughs> <laughs> never forgot that name, Baruch. But yeah. Uh, but uh, there's some things that happened to me in high school that I'm like, I had to let that stuff go. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, we all do. We all do. You know, right down to bullying. You know, so many. Right. I, I, I nowadays with social media, I'd have to imagine that probably 80 percent of kids, teens deal with some type of bullying. My daughter. There you go. My son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's it's I would not want to grow up in this world right now with social media. Yeah. It would be so hard because back then it was hard enough. Yeah. And there's, you can't escape it. You know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Take your kid's phone away from them? Mm-hmm. You know, they, and, and all those things. Then they get bullied for not having a phone. Right. They made fun of, right. But, you know, think about that. All those things that they're dealing with now, energy healing will probably help them down the road. You know, yeah, my daughter gets energy healing and, and it helps her a lot. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite modality in energy healing? Is it chakra clearing? Is it Reiki? Is it all of it? Um, I do a process that's called letting go. Okay. Yeah. You actually feel the number and you work your way down from 10 all the way down to zero to make it neutral. And you use, you replace the feeling with letting go and you replace it with the love and light of, 
and the healing power of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And in the energy healing, is there, are they doing Reiki or chakra balancing, like the letting go? What's, is there anything else connected to it? Um, no, it's more of a feeling of love and God and replacing that feeling with like a warmth, feeling the energy. So How? I guess it's kind of like a Reiki, but it's more, it's remote. Okay. Feeling. I'm, I, I love the concept. I'm trying to get uh, my arms around it, how that works. So you're, how it's do an you, intention thing. And how do you go from 10, 9, 8, 7, 6? Is it in succession? It's a feeling like if you're angry, you're like really angry. And you're like on a 10, on the scale of 1 to 10, you're like really pissed off, you know? Yep. And then you want to replace that feeling of anger as a 10 with the love and power and the healing power of Jesus. You want to feel that anger with that instead. And then it starts calming you down and you're letting go of that anger and you're wow. feeling it with love instead. Hmm. And it's hard at first to do something like that, but I've done it so long now that I almost don't have to feel a number. I can just like, do just you like, do it yourself or do you go to a practitioner for that? Both. Okay. Wow. And it's called letting go. Mm -hmm. hmm. Never heard of that. Yeah. Well, the stuff you learned. She came up with it herself and I practice it on myself. And I also, when I see my daughter getting upset, I'll do it for her. I've often heard that you can assign a color to it and that's helpful. Mm -hmm. So maybe the number yeah. thing is, you know, at least you have a way to gauge it with the numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Kind of like a pain scale. Yeah. Right. When you're in, in a hospital situation. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you can do the same thing with pain too. Pain, anger, shame, whatever you're feeling at the time, whatever emotion. So you give it a number. Let's say something happens and you throw it a, you know, uh, that's a, that's a seven. That's a seven. Mm -hmm. At that moment, what do you do to take the number down? You just, again, feel that feeling, whatever you're feeling, that emotion, or if you're sad or happy, not happy, sad, um, guilty, mm. whatever you're feeling. Wow. And you just replace it. And you feel it come down and you want to neutralize that feeling to where you don't feel it anymore. You can bring, you can put memories to it, um, whatever hmm. you can just bring it down. So think of something positive in its place. Yeah, totally. Wow. Whatever works for you and you breathe it in. You want to breathe it in and then let it go. There was a uh, research that came out recently kind of ties into that in the positive memory the best way to fall asleep, if you have trouble falling asleep, mm -hmm. is to think of something positive. Could be a memory, but you have to really put yourself there. You have to have mm -hmm. that 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 frame of mind. And more times than not, that'll help you fall asleep. And they call it savoring. I love that name. Savoring. That's funny because I did that last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I wow. did that exact thing last night. Yeah. When you get in that mindset and you're there, it's like, oh, I hit that spot. All right, and then you just drift off. Because um, I was like, last night I laid there going to sleep and I said, let me think of a memory that's positive. I'm going to reminisce. And it worked. And I fell asleep. It's called savoring. <laughs> Maybe it's been around, yeah. but there was just a um, uh, research. I'm always like looking at everything. And that uh, that came out literally just last week. So, oh, all right. Interesting. Learning a yeah. lot today. What's your website? What's your website? It's uh, Starry, S-T-A-R-R-Y, Sky, S-K-Y connections.com. It has an S. So starrysconnections.com. 
And you're available if anybody wants to do any kind of any kind of readings. You can do them virtually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Zoom like we're doing now. Hmm. Um, I can also do FaceTime if you prefer that. Um, also, I, my Instagram is Starry Sky Connections, the same as my website. Got it. Wow. Super cool stuff. I'm glad we uh, went down the Tarot Road. <laughs> Yeah, always great talking with you, Divine Angel Oracle, and uh, looking, looking forward next time we get a chance to get together. Yes, me too. Thank uh, you. Thank you. We'll be right back. Recording stopped. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. For nearly 2,000 severely injured veterans, everyday life has become filled with barriers. Day-to-day simple tasks can become pretty daunting. I have to carry my chair up two flights of steps or have somebody do it for me. What scares me the most is just the falling. When I'm struggling with my house, I think, you know, to have that one great barrier just knocked down, I mean, it's, it's crucial. Home for Our Troops is a wonderful nonprofit that builds a mortgage-free, fully adaptive, handicap-accessible house. And there's no catch. It'll be our very first home that we've ever owned. This is a game changer. This is where your life begins again. We need you to join us in completing this important mission. Please visit hfotusa.org and help build homes and rebuild lives. Because of you, everything's going to be okay.